Hello everybody and welcome in to episode number 79 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 13 today and our focus is on the heavenly city we will dwell in and can angels appear as people. So welcome aboard to new listeners and friends in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Gujarat, India, Parts Unknown, Italy, Nova Scotia, Canada, Monterey, California, Columbus, Ohio, Washington, D.C., and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you all for listening. The goal of this show is to get as many people as possible involved in daily Bible hearing, daily Bible thinking, daily Bible living, so please help us spread that goal by uh, sharing the show with your friends on social media and in person. And maybe you'd even think about leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be so awesome and encouraging. Before we get to the meat of this episode, let's talk about verse 2, one of my favorite angel verses in the Bible. Hebrews 13.2 says, Don't neglect to show hospitality, for by doing this some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Now with passages like this, we need to be careful that we don't presume too much The writer of the Hebrews, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is indeed telling us something fascinating, but we don't want to run so far with this fascinating truth that we go beyond what is written. At the very least, though, it appears from this passage and other New Old Testament passages also that angels can have a human-like appearance and behave in human ways, eating, drinking, etc. As Charles Spurgeon notes, Abraham entertained angels unaware, Lot did too, They thought they were entertaining ordinary strangers. They washed their feet and prepared their food, but it turned out they had entertained angels. Some people will never entertain angels unawares, for they never entertain anybody. May we be given to hospitality, for that should be part of the character of saints. One other verse bears mentioning as well. It's Hebrews 13, 7. Don't be led astray by various kinds of strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be established by grace and not by food regulations, since those who observe them have not benefited. Well, in light of this passage, we need to be pretty careful about teachings that do not line up with Bible teachings. Many cults are notable for this, forbidding things that the Bible does not forbid, I don't know, like coffee or dancing or something like that, and mandating things that the Bible does not deem necessary. It's not just the cults either. Some solid evangelical denominations fast on Wednesday and Friday. Several more Christian denominations mandate the fasting of meat on Fridays. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, a man I greatly admire, basically commanded that those following Methodism abstain from meat on Fridays. That tradition, by the way, dates all the way back to the first century Didache, the teaching of the Twelve Apostles, which is a very helpful and fascinating early church document, but it's not in the Bible. Now, it's fine to fast on Fridays, might even be good to do so if that's where your conscience and convictions lead you, but I note that it's not a Bible command and thus it must not be mandated. Our hearts, as the writer of Hebrews says, must be established by grace and not by food rules. Well, let's read our passage and then get to our primary focus for the day. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. 
Let brotherly love continue. Don't neglect to show hospitality, for by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Remember those in prison, as though you were in prison with them, and the mistreated, as though you yourselves were suffering bodily. Marriage is to be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept undefiled, because God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. Therefore we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. As you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be led astray by various kinds of strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be established by grace and not by food regulations, since those who observe them have not benefited. We have an altar from which those who worship at the tabernacle do not have a right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the most holy place by the high priest as a sin offering are burned outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also suffered outside the gate, so that he might sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing his disgrace, for we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Don't neglect to do what is good and to share, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. Obey your leaders and submit to them, since they keep watch over your souls, as those who will give an account so that they can do this with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are convinced that we have a clear conscience wanting to conduct ourselves honorably in everything. And I urge you all the more to pray that I may be restored to you very soon. Now, may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with everything good to do his will working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to receive this message of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. Be aware that our brother Timothy has been released. If he comes soon enough, he will be with me when I see you. Greet all your leaders and all the saints. Those who are from Italy send you greetings. Grace be with you all. Like many ending chapters of Bible letters, there's just so many tidbits in this final chapter of what the writer calls a brief message. So many truths for us to chew on. But the one I want us to focus on today is found in what is our verse of the day, Hebrews 13, 14. For we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. I grew up in Alabama, and for much of my childhood, teenage years, and even young adulthood, There was basically one Christian music station in Birmingham, WDJC 93.7. Somewhere around 7 p.m., that station went to all Southern Gospel all the time. Now, I'm a fan of many things in the South, but Southern Gospel, more or less, not one of them. That said, there was a song that was played often on the Dixie Gospel Caravan, and I didn't listen to it a lot, but, you know, sometimes the radio got stuck on or there wasn't anything on any of the other channels, and... I would flip over to it, and that song began, I'm kind of homesick for a country 
where I've never been before. Now, it was the song, Sweet Beulah Land, and it was about heaven. If you'd asked me yesterday when that song was written, I would have told you about 5,000 years ago, because it just, it sounds very old school, even though I love it. I looked it up tonight, and believe it or not, that song was written in 1980, in my lifetime. That means I'm older than the song Sweet Beulah Land, which is incredible to me. By my calculations, approximately 250% of Southern Gospel songs are about heaven, which, considering our verse today, might be okay. We're not primarily citizens of this earth, as we talked about before, but citizens of the new heaven and the new earth, where 99.9% of our existence as Christians and people will be spent. In 2004, on a wonderful visit to Kenya, while I was in the Maasai Mara with some other missionaries there, I stepped briefly across the border for only about one or two minutes into Tanzania, into the Tanzanian Serengeti. It was completely unguarded and unfenced and all of that. You just stepped one across one foot and you're in a different country. Thus, that means I spent a very tiny percentage of my life standing around in the country of Tanzania. This does not make me a Tanzanian, though I love and admire the place. I've spent less than a thousandth of a percent of my current life in Tanzania. But friends, in eternity, there's going to come a point of time in my existence where I will have spent more time in Tanzania compared to my time in the United States than I will have spent time on this earth compared to time in the new heavens and the new earth. That's kind of how eternity works. Now, I know that's a strange analogy. You might have to back up and listen to that one more time to get what I'm saying there. But if you think about it for a moment, you'll realize what I'm getting at. According to the Bible, we are only in this life as humans on earth for a moment, a vapor, a blink of an eye compared to eternity. We're going to be in the enduring heavenly city for millions and millions and millions of years. And that is going to be our true home. As dear Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones notes, as our Lord came into the world from the glory, passed through it, and went back to the glory, so we are all sent into this world by God, but not to stay here. We are meant for a glorious heritage. We are traveling the same journey together. Christians are people who say together, here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come, Hebrews 13, 14. Jesus has gone before us. He has gone to prepare a place for us. He has told us, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. We look at this world as simply a place of transition. Why should I parade my wealth? Why should I have many possessions and other people very few? This life is only temporary. We are all one and we are all making for the same eternal home and looking forward to the same glorious inheritance in the eternal city. Well, ponder that, dear friends. Let's end the show today with our verse for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen and amen. Well, good day to you, friends. Good weekend and Godspeed.